brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at Midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And Midi can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to ProWrestling.net Live. I am Jason Powell. I will be joined momentarily by Will Pruitt, and we are going to be taking your calls coming out of the WWE Payback Show today as we look ahead to tonight's Raw. Tuesday's WWE SmackDown, of course, we can work in some Impact Wrestling, uh, even some uh, Ring of Honor, and I never thought I'd say this, NWA. That's right, the National Wrestling Alliance. We can talk about whatever you want to on today's show. Uh, as far as uh, payback is concerned, well, not a bad show. My, my expectations were very low going in. I thought there was a chance it could be a sleeper show because the matches looked pretty good on paper, but I did fear that uh, with Extreme Rules coming up, they were going to have a lot of setup for that show, maybe some cheap finishes. I was pleasantly surprised, and uh, so I'm very curious to know what Will Pruitt has to uh, say about the show. Like I say, I'll be bringing him in momentarily. But also you guys, if you want to join us today, 773-897-6321 is the number to call. We are here Mondays after WWE pay-per-view events, and uh, occasionally with some uh, special shows for bigger weekends like WrestleMania weekend or SummerSlam weekend. Stay tuned for details on SummerSlam. We're way too, way too far away for me to uh, have any kind of plan in place for that. But uh, I also want to direct you to the main page of ProWrestling.net, where right now my uh, co-host today has a piece up telling you, all right, enough's enough. You're being too tough on Roman Reigns. I'm sure we will uh, get into that. And uh, one quick plug before I bring Will into the show. Uh, I will be appearing on the Ross Report podcast with good old JR, Jim Ross. That will be available on Tuesday evening. You can check it out at podcastone.com. Uh, the Ross Report podcast. It's... Uh, my fourth time, maybe more, on the show. Every time, it's an absolute pleasure to join JR. We'll be talking about uh, the Payback Show and tonight's WWE Raw show. Uh, so definitely uh, be sure to check that out. A big thank you to uh, JR for having me on the show again. With the business out of the way, let's bring our own Will Pruitt into the conversation. You can follow him online at Will Pruitt, but one L, right, Will? Isn't that how it works? One L in Will Pruitt. Yeah, it's just one L on there. I, um can't get the will with two wells who has never used or rarely uses his Twitter to uh, relinquish it to me. 
It's rather, and it would have been awkward had you gone with the Ill Pruitt. You know, if you just said, ah, "I'm just going to get rid of the letter, I'll go with the W," that would have been weird. <laughs> that would have been weird. I mean, the second L is kind of redundant anyway, so I'm fine with it. Well, Will, I definitely want to get into uh, you basically telling the fans, "Hey, you're being too tough on Roman Reigns." But uh, first, I want to get your thoughts on Payback. What did you think of last night's show? I thought it was about a C show. It, nothing on the show really blew me away. I thought some stuff was pretty good. Uh, Alexa Bliss and Bailey had a very good match on the show, and that surprised me because it was work up to a standard that I hadn't seen Bliss at thus far. But overall, I, I give the show about a C. It was average for a WWE pay-per-view. You get some good action. You get some stuff you'd rather skip. And uh, it's done, and you got Raw the next night. And what stood out for you as the highlight of the show? I would uh, say that uh, Alexa, uh, Alexa Bliss and Bailey match, and I would give kind of an honorable mention as a highlight to uh, the Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns match that I thought was pretty good. Yeah, I, I thought they did a hell of a job with the main event. It was there, What was your take on the hype going into it? I just felt like not just the main event, but everything just kind of felt lackluster. I know some of it was because they didn't have access to certain people, but unfortunately they had a hot crowd that was into pretty much everything they gave them. That was a really lively bunch in San Jose, but I just felt like, I felt blocked going into this pay-per-view. I just wasn't feeling it um, really all last week. Yeah, I was in the same boat. I had trouble yesterday when I got off work and came home actually even wanting to start to watch the show. I, I was watching it after the fact, so there wasn't, like, lively Twitter to keep me engaged. I really had trouble getting myself up and kind of ready and prepared to watch the show. So I, I was not super excited about it going into it. And, you know, when half the hype for the show is, I don't know what this match is, but I'm going to wrestle in it from Randy Orton, it's very hard to get up for a show with uh, that kind of build. I have a feeling we'll be getting some calls about that. Of course, 773-897-6321 is a number to call. Once you uh, call in, press 1 on your phone. Uh, that way you're letting us know that uh, you want to talk with us and you're not just in listen-only mode. I see someone on there with a uh, will you check in via Skype. Someone else is on there also using Skype or calling internationally. Uh, you might want to shoot me an email if you're hoping to be on the show. It might be a little trickier to alert me. Uh, the easy way to do that is D-O-T-N-E-T-J-A-S-O-N at gmail.com, .netjason at gmail.com. Just be sure to spell it out. Uh, before, before we take calls, and I'm, I'm sure the uh, House of Horrors match will probably come up today, I, I still want to get your, your take on that. Um, I, I've already said my expectations were so low for this that I think they managed to exceed them. I, I went in saying... Give me more of a brawl. You know, I don't need the supernatural hocus-pocus stuff. Just give me two guys brawling. And that's what it really was in the house. It, it was just kind of a creepy setting and two guys fighting. And, yeah, we can pick it apart. There's all sorts of silliness there. But for me anyway, Will, this came in on the high end of what I expected. Not that I expected much of anything. I still gave it a miss today. But wh wh where do you sit on House of Horrors? For me, House of Horrors fell in the uncanny valley of wrestling of wrestling silliness. Uh, up at kind of the peak of wrestling silliness, you have things like the broken Matt Hardy character and the final deletion videos, stuff like that that is so fun. It's silly, but it's ridiculous, and you can get into it. On the other side, uh, you have ultra-serious wrestling, and you have things like serious brawls, uh, something Triple H tries to make all of his matches 
that don't involve Randy Orton at WrestleMania 25 and 2. To me, this was right in the middle there, and it didn't quite work in that way. Like, oh, these guys are going to have a realistic brawl in this dilapidated house Bray Wyatt somehow owns in Silicon Valley that's magically dark at 6.30 at night? What? Uh, How does that exactly, how does any of that work? Um, Especially Bray Wyatt earning enough money to own a home dilapidated or not in Silicon Valley. Uh, that That's what really baffled me there. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was not silly enough to be super fun and not serious enough to take seriously. So I, I thought it fell right in the middle of, eh, it happened. You are, you're, you're kind of in the area. Um, Jake Barnett and I were kind of leery of... I'm eight hours away. Yeah. Okay, Jake thought you were a little closer. But we, we were just worried. No, we didn't my, want to insult um, the house too much, just in case it was yours. Yeah. No, no, my in-laws live up there, though. That easily could have been their house. Well, with these homes they, we've they seen... They live about... Hmm? Well, I was saying, with these homes we've seen, you know, for the, the original Wyatt family compound, the shed, and now this one, is Bray Wyatt, hang, the guy hanging up the signs, will buy cheap houses? I don't know if you have those in your area. We have them all over. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think Bray Wyatt might be buying houses about to be foreclosed upon and putting either Luke Harper and burning trash cans in all of them or just random humans in sheep masks. I I suppose it's good to know he takes care of the weird army of sheep masked people we saw Wyatt summon against the New Day. But at the same time, there's got to be a more economical way than especially buying in Silicon Valley, which is a really hot real estate market. And even that dilapidated place, I'm sure, was nicer than what a lot of people live in up there. Well, and, and as far as the, the sun being out, my theory on I mean, this is a man who resurrected not just his sister, but her spirit after Randy Orton killed the spirit. How do we know he doesn't just control the sun? You know, I wasn't in San Jose last night, so I can't say whether or not he controls the sun. I know in Southern California, it was nice and sunny all the way until about 8.30 at night, but... That's uh, that, that's Southern California, so uh, Bray, Bray could have been having an effect up north that I don't know about. So for all you people who are at the show complaining about the sun, you were indoors. You don't know. I, I'm, I'm, that's, that's my story. <laughs> I'm sticking with it. Uh, again, 773-897-6321 is a number to call. We're going to start rolling through calls now. Uh, we will take our first from 423, who has been uh, anxiously awaiting before even I called into the show. 423, who is this? Where are you calling from? Hey, Jason, it's Ian from Tennessee. Hey, Ian, what's up? Good to hear from you. Hey, um, I just wanted to talk about the show overall last night. Um, I hated the House of Horrors match. Not (laughs) for what it was. I mean, I'm a horror fan, and it just looked like somebody was shooting a really bad horror movie with great cameras. Um. But the way that they, yeah, the way that they placed it in the card and went back to it really took me out of the show. And so when I voted in the poll and I gave it a C, it was really mostly because of that, because after that, I just couldn't get back into the show. It was, like, jarring in a way. But I thought uh, Alexa Bliss and Braun Strowman have got to be the MVPs of Raw, clearly. And, you know, kudos to WWE to make me actually a legitimate fan of a big man because Braun Strowman is pretty awful. 
Yeah, Will, Braun is uh, doing a terrific job. Um, you wrote your piece, which I definitely want to get into, but you're saying people are too, being too tough on Roman Reigns. That said, would you endorse the idea of flip, flipping the roles for these two? Is Braun Strowman over enough and Roman disliked enough that you endorse that idea? Here's the thing that gets hard for me on that, and the thing that actually has kind of changed my mind about calling for a Roman Reigns heel turn, which up until recently I was all about, the second you turn Roman Reigns. Like, uh, honestly, I think if Roman were to lose it tonight and just kill, you know, bring Sami Zayn from the back or something and kill him or, you know, kill whoever your top baby face on Raw is and now it's, you know, and Roman just goes completely heel. A week later, you're going to have a lot of those fans that are vocally booing Roman Reigns cheering for him. I don't think it would take long. I don't think people would hang on to that resentment for a long time. And then you have almost the exact same problem, but the opposite. And I also think what makes Braun Strowman so compelling and what makes fans who say are more apt to boo Roman Reigns like him is Braun Strowman is a no-nonsense, tough, guy he's gonna he's gonna murder you then murder the ambulance you were put inside of and i don't think you can make that work as a baby face i i don't think you can make it work without him doing the exact same stuff and that's about how i feel about uh, roman reigns as well i don't i think if he were to become a heel it would be not long until he were cheered and if Braun Strowman were to become a baby face it wouldn't be long until he was booed wwe is in kind of a no-win situation with the two of them it, it would be tricky. I mean, you'd basically have to leave Strowman as is, and that goes against their nature. They did it with Steve Austin. worked brilliantly. But their nature is, oh, he's a babyface now, and so we've, you know, we've got to be featuring him in PSAs and, and have him uh, kissing babies and doing all sorts of things. If they could fight that temptation and, and simply leave him alone and just make him this kind of edgy babyface that does what he does now – it would be interesting. I do agree that there are some fans who would flip. They like to, to, to boo heels. I, and, and I don't know that we're going to find out whether it's true or not at, at any point. They just seem very set in their ways with Roman. I, think, I still think the majority of people would boo him. I think he would cut good enough heel promos, or if you wanted to put a, mouth, a mouthpiece piece like Paul Heyman with him at some point, you obviously could. Um, but I, I really think that he can be a strong heel. And if you put him against the right baby face, and maybe Strowman's not that guy, who knows, but the right baby face, Finn Balor, for instance, comes to mind, um, it, 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 I think it can work. But I just, I, I think we're kind of uh, wasting time even talking about it because I don't, I don't think they're budging. I mean, they, they positioned him last night as the most valiant man in the world, basically, uh, the way Michael Cole was carrying on, Will. In his defense, if I'm Roman Reigns and the last time I got, stretched, uh, I got stretchered out of an arena, I was pushed off a loading dock, I would also be like, no, 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 I'm, I'm good. I will crawl to the back, everybody. I do not need a stretcher. Y'all left me defenseless. Uh, unless I have special stretcher security, uh, I would not um, uh, allow myself to be strapped to a stretcher either. You know, that's a damn good point. I didn't even think of that last yeah. night. That's right. He got sent right off of there. Yeah, he almost needs to reunite with the Shield just so they can play that stretcher security role for him. Uh, Ian, did you have more for us today? Yeah, just, just one more thing, and, and it's, it's about the Shield. I've, you know, I've heard the idea of reuniting them on Raw now that they're all in the same show. 
and honestly, I think that might drag down Dean and Seth as far as being able to. You can't to, drag down Dean. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, but you know, to to what you were talking about, I just think WWE doesn't know how to write a compelling baby face for their audience. It's you know, it's just um, they've got to push all their corporate stuff on whoever the person is, and it's just, you know, adult males and, you know, late teenagers just can't get into that. I'm if you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at Midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And Midi can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. Midi clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. You know, aside from AJ Styles, and I really hope they don't go that route with him, but I just wanted to get your take about that and, uh, I'm going to be sending you a house show report next month. Um, Smackdown is coming down here. So I'm excited. No Randy Orton. <laughs> well, wonderful, Ian. Thank you so much for the call. And thank you for the many house show reports. Ian from Tennessee. I uh, think I first started hearing from Ian on the PW Torch livecast. And uh, he uh, does a, a very, he's very helpful when it comes to uh, sending in the reports and things of that nature. So, Always good to hear from him. Will, does WWE have an issue with creating good quality baby faces? For a while there, it seemed like, boy, they, they, they're running out of heels. Now all of a sudden you look, and it, it's kind of the opposite. You know, it, SmackDown's a little thin, but they're trying to make gender. Uh, Kevin Owens is still there, despite my misinterpretation, apparently, of last night's match stipulation. Uh, on the Raw side, you have Braun doing what he's doing. Whatever role they want to slot Brock in, I mean, he can just kind of change with the wind. Uh, you have some good things, Samoa Joe. You have some good things going with the heels, but is there an issue across the board with baby faces? I don't think WWE knows what makes a person likable to a modern audience. And I, I think it has less to do with not knowing what adult males like or knowing what teenagers like. Uh, I think you can see it almost personified in Sami Zayn. The modern baby face is not, it's not Braun Strowman. It's not... I, it's not the big tough dude. It's not Hulk Hogan. It's not John Cena. It's not really the way they pushed Roman Reigns. The modern baby face is someone that fans feel they can connect to on an emotional level. Someone like Daniel Bryan is the perfect modern baby face. He's a little bit smaller. He can embody the struggle that fans think they have. 
and he can communicate that both in the ring and outside. Sami Zayn is another example of that, and I, I think one of the things that sets both of them apart, they're both nice guys. They both, like, if you meet them on the street, you don't, you wouldn't doubt that they would be kind. You wouldn't doubt that they would stop and open the door for you because they're nice people. And Roman Reigns is not a nice person. I, I will say, I think his character is thoroughly underdeveloped, and the character of Roman Reigns does not seem like a nice person. And I think that's what you need in a modern babyface. I think it's also why Bailey works so well. And you can go through kind of the last few years of WWE and see these babyfaces catching fire either on an NXT level or on the biggest stage they had at WrestleMania 30. And you can see WWE constantly pivoting away from it or not getting that that's what people want. I mean, I think it's why Seth Rollins isn't catching on all that well. I think it's why a lot of wrestlers don't catch on as baby faces because people, it's not what adult males want. It's not what, you know, kids want anything like that. It's, Hey, uh, I want someone who's genuinely nice that I can cheer for. And so is it a matter of it, it's the real, is it the real person or is it that, that you think people recognize that's a good person more so than the WWE Here's the character that's a good person. You, you almost need the background of fans accepting you that way rather than having them write you that way. Is that what you're saying? I think, uh, I think it can work both ways. I, don't, I know nothing about the background of the, actual, of the uh, actress or you know, person, if you will, that plays Bailey. I don't know them. Uh, but I do know that Bailey seems like a really nice person when I watch her on TV. And she does stuff for kids. She's very kind. She, uh, I, you know, you can see that in her. Her actions say, for the most part, especially NXT Bailey's actions said, I am a nice person. I, I do the right thing even when it would be easy to do the wrong thing. And they've gotten off base with that uh, on, uh, at, since she's been up on Raw. But I believe that's... Yeah, I, I believe those are the things that are kind of of the utmost importance in pushing a baby face and in making fans believe in a baby face. And I think that's what WWE is missing, and I think it's because the people in control of WWE do not have a moral compass. Uh, you know, they, they, don't, they think that action, all actions are admissible under certain circumstances, and that's why you have things like Bailey participating in five-on-one attacks or... Bailey taking a tainted championship win and her defense being it for it being you're damn right I'm champion not being listen there was interference in other matches too I'm you know I'm playing the hand I was dealt and just because I beat you at your own game don't get mad here's a rematch like there there were so many better ways to do a lot of that but it's to me it fundamentally comes down to WWE not knowing what makes someone a good person because the guy in charge um he might not be a good person how damaged is Bailey right now? I mean, for, for the reasons you mentioned, some of the mistakes they've made with her, and I would also add to it her winning the championship prematurely, her getting to the top of the mountain. That's an underdog character. If Sami Zayn had come in and won the championship as quickly as she did, we'd be looking at him differently today, and I don't think it would necessarily be a positive way we'd be looking at him. I, I could be wrong. I mean, some, it, maybe it would have clicked with Sami, but with her – it just didn't feel like it, and now so she's kind of already hit her peak as far as her characters won a championship, and now she's lost a championship. Where are they with Bailey? 
You know, I think they could do a lot of good um, for that entire women's division. One, by getting Bailey out of the championship picture. I, you don't need a Bailey versus Alexa rematch. Maybe you need one. I, I would almost say you need one, and that's where you do the Sasha turn. And I would turn Sasha as soon as possible and have Bailey and Sasha be a feud for that women's division that has nothing to do with the title. It, and you've already and built then them who, up what do you do with friends. Alexa then? Yeah. I build up Alicia Fox to challenge Alexa, put Nia Jax again. You know, use some of the other women in the division. It's hard because she's a heel and you've got Emma there. I think you could, as much as some people listening will groan, you could build up Dana Brooke for a one-month challenge and see what she has and know that Alexa and her, hey, maybe this is just a five-minute match because who knows what they're going to be able to put together, but give them the opportunity to do it. I would also say... Look at how deep your babyface roster goes in NXT and even think about calling up someone new, even though it's very recent after the shakeup. I would get Bailey and Sasha out of that title picture, especially because they are two characters who could have a compelling feud without the title involved. You keep Bailey away from the title for long enough to where it feels fresh when she gets there. You allow the new Sasha Banks to come into her like peak form before she gets to the title, you, you, I think you do a lot of good by moving those two out. That is worth maybe the title almost seeming secondary in that division for a little bit because you have a hot feud in Bailey and Sasha Banks. The other person that's in the division that you didn't mention is one I forgot last week when we were kind of, I was discussing the division too, was Mickey James is there. And she does have history with Alexa oh. and they really need to get Easy. her on track. I'm, yeah, yeah, but I mean, that, no, that right. character has been a mess since she's challenger. Yeah, yeah. Mickey so James is your babyface challenger. Yeah, easy. And you know what you do with Mickey? Sit down interview with Michael Cole. Mickey, you came back to WWE after five or six years. What's going, you know, what brought you back now? Why are you here? What are you, what's your goal? And you have Mickey talk about that. I want that last run. I, I see what's happening. And you have her put over the division and the revolution and all that garbage the WWE loves to have people do. But you also have her compellingly state and humbly state, I saw that I, I saw this and needed to be a part of it. And I'm back because I want, I want to be champion again. I want that last run. And you give her kind of that Cinderella story to that title. I like it. Yeah. Even if it doesn't click at a, Huge level. It's it's still you know it, it's getting them a good quality championship match. Uh, we've seen Mickey and Alexa yeah. before. I think the best is yet to come with them. I don't think we've really seen the best of what they can do. Uh, the number to join is seven seven three eight nine seven six three two one. Again, once you call in, press one on your phone to let us know that you want to uh, join us on the air. Up now is three zero nine. Who is this and where are you calling from? Uh, this is Jerry from Illinois. Hey Jerry, how are you today? I'm good. I wanted to mention that actually the reason I joined ProWrestling.net has to do with Will because I've been reading his stuff since he owned, since he ran his own blog. Wow! Oh, wow! Awesome! That's that's wild. I that blog still exists, and I'm, I'm I, I would be frightened to go back and read it now. But thank you. <laughs> no problem. And uh, I had three quick questions. Um, one of them is with Alexa winning the title. Do you think they'll put her immediately against Nia? to have the biggest woman on the roster against the smallest? Yeah, I will. I mean, that, that's something I brought it up, I think, last night with Jake in the member-exclusive audio review. 
I think it was then, or maybe it was one of the shows leading up to We do so much damn audio, I forget, when things come <laughs> up. But the point is, whoever I was doing the audio with didn't think it was they were necessarily going to go there because of the size difference. I almost wonder if that appeals to them. I mean, would you have to turn Nia babyface, and how would that work if she's working with the smallest uh, heel? I think that's your challenge there is uh, I don't think Alexa Bliss is a babyface. I would not make her a babyface. I, I think Alexa Bliss is a centerpiece in that division. She's that good. She showed it on SmackDown, um, and she showed it last night on Raw. I, I can't say enough about how talented I think Alexa Bliss is and wh- how much she's grown as a character. I don't put her against Nia Jax because I don't want her to ever seem like the underdog. Like, I, I think that's a weird kind of mismatch. And because I don't think it's the moment to put the title on Nia, you really risk overexposing Nia and her losing to Alexa. And I, uh, while it would be a fun size mismatch, I don't know that it would, I don't know that it would work as a program. I might say uh, a lot like that first night when Alexa came in and kind of, you know, smirked at Nia as she walked by. I might put them together in some way, have Nia be the heavy for Alexa, and then eventually, if you want to get to a turn, you decide which one's going to turn and how you're going to do that. Because uh, coming out of a friendship between the two, I think you could get a compelling program with either one as the heel or the baby face once you've had more time with the Alexa character. i got to jump in here. 8248, you were on hold, and you were uh, about to... uh... We're going to go to you next, but then I think you hit one again, and now you're not in the queue. So if you wanted to be in the queue, get in the queue. Jerry, you, you had, I know a couple more for us. Go ahead with your next yeah. one. Uh, the next one is with Bray Wyatt. Do you think that they'll bring up Sanity and form another version of the Wyatt family? Well, i got to say, I hope not. I'm, I'm ready for, you know, now that the originals have just been kind of moved away from one another, I'm kind of ready for Bray to sink or swim on his own. Um, I, I'm not saying you can't do it, but I'm just kind of ready for that point. I want to see what Bray Wyatt, the singles wrestler, can do. But I, I know a lot of people are pointing to that as a possibility. Can't rule it out. That's just my personal preference. What's yours? The only way I could see that happening is if they've decided that Bray Wyatt is going to lead a kind of an anti-Shield faction. You know, sure. if they're going to go back to that Shield versus Wyatt family feel, I think then si- bringing up Sanity might be a good idea to um, – to bolster him since he doesn't have anyone with him and to give a credible team for the shield to go against. But other than that, I I don't see it as a major possibility or something I would get majorly excited about. And Jerry, what was your last one? Okay. My last one is going to be take, take a dark turn. So one of the, give you a heads up, but with Mauro Ranallo being gone from the company, what would have happened had, you know, he taken his own life due to being, so upset and due to his uh, disability, would WWE have still kept all these bullies in place or would they have fired him? Well, the, the thing is, Jerry, we don't know what happened. You know, I, I can't emphasize that enough. Friends of Morrow's indicated that there was some issues with JBL. And, and when WWE says they investigated, you know, whatever. I, I'm not going to go that far with it because in that same statement they issued, they said there was an investigation. They didn't really rule out any wrongdoing, which is normally what you do when you say you conducted an investigation. They just kind of leave, left it open, wanted to get it out there that they did an investigation. Uh, but 
we never heard from Morrow's side of it. The only statement Morrow has issued is the one that he issued, along with that very well-orchestrated piece that uh, WWE put out there with the quotes from JBL. So I think had in, in an extreme situation like that, if it's Morrow or anyone else, you'll have a lot more investigation being done, a thorough investigation by WWE, maybe even outsiders trying to get involved in the process as well. Uh, I think you would also have a, you would have a situation where friends of Morrow who right now are being respectful might be a little more open in explaining, hey, you know, this happened. This is what Morrow was telling me. Where right now they might struggle to bite their tongue a little bit and put some things out there, but they're not telling you the full story. And so, I mean, Will, that's just I, – I, I'm not taking sides here. It's easy to blame JBL because of his past sins, and he may very well be guilty. But my, my, my stance on this is continue to be until we know the full story. I don't think it's really fair just to assume guilt based on, on the past, and I don't know that we're ever going to get the full story. Yeah, I'm someone who doesn't necessarily think JBL should currently be employed by WWE because of the well – known sins of the past however and that's fair amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals from courses to help you attain or retain certification to individualized coaching services to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen management concepts optimizes your professional development online in person individually or groups it's training that's measurably better Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Also, yeah, uh, I also would not say that the Morrow thing is necessarily all JBL or all his fault. And in a circumstance um, like that, I would say if uh, there would be a, many, many more issues in play if Morrow were to take his own life. And I, I think you'd be talking about a lot of different things. Um, work environment, very possibly a part of it, but uh, you'd be talking about mental disorder generally um, having an effect there. And I, I think it would be hard to point to WWE as the cause. And um, as far as with Morrow and JBL, when the only statement we have is from Morrow saying it wasn't JBL, it, you know, uh, I, while it was an orchestrated statement and who knew, knows what he got paid in his settlement to make that statement and all that, I, you kind of have to defer to that and say, okay, I, I will believe you until Morrow comes out and says something different. Or others who were aware of the situation start to tell a different story. But, yeah, Jerry, I mean, it's a fair question, but right now I just don't think we can really give you any answers because we just we don't know the full story. And I, and I haven't you know, heard from anyone who does. It, uh, keep it, the thing I, I also like to point out is keep in mind that Michael Cole was the guy who first started giving Mauro Ronaldo all sorts of hell on the air. I, I couldn't tell if it was joking or if it was kind of uh, – and needling him in, in a not-so-positive way about, but about all the retweets that he does. And, you know, it just I, I didn't think too much of it um, because, again, I didn't know the nature of it. Was it two friends 
Uh, was Michael just joking with a coworker, even though technically he's the guy that hired Morrow, or was it mean spirit? I'm not sure. And then I saw the piece that, uh, or, you know, the, the bring it to the table piece with JBL, and I watched that and I didn't think, oh man, JBL's gone too far. I just didn't feel that way about it. So I don't know if if Morrow took it the wrong way, and, and when he was in kind of a different state of mind. If there's a lot more to the story, uh, but the fact again, we we don't know the story, and so because of that. We gotta kind of uh, sit back and let this play out. Uh, the number to join us today seven seven three eight nine seven six three two one. I do want to take a minute and tell you that uh, Pro Wrestling .net membership is available. If you enjoy our free audio content, know that there is a ton more on the member side of things. Uh, weekly audio reviews of all the major television shows: WWE, Impact, NXT, Ring of Honor, Lucha Underground. When the episodes are new, but you can certainly go back and listen to all the Lucha Undergrounds that you might be watching on Netflix right now. All the major pay-per-view events. Jake Barnett and I got together last night and did 63 minutes discussing the WWE Payback show. Uh, all those uh, shows available exclusively to .NET members. You guys hear some here on the all-access side. But, again, if audio is your thing, we have a ton available for you on a weekly basis. It's uh, sick just how much audio we have, uh, including the .NET Weekly Audio Show, the flagship. Sometimes there's special editions of the Pretentious Wrestling Podcast that our own Will Pruitt and Jake Barnett get together and do, and the list just goes on. If you're interested in membership to our ad-free website and ad-free mobile site, all you have to do is visit the main page at ProWrestling.net. Once you're there, click into the sign-up area. Three different pricing options are available. $7.50 gets you in the door for one month. You want to save yourself some money. Uh, all you have to do is commit to either a six-month or annual membership. That annual membership brings the price down an average of 2 bucks a month. Five fifty is what you pay on average once you sign up for the annual membership. If you have any questions, hit me up on Twitter, at ProWrestlingNet, or shoot me an email. Again, it's D-O-T-N-E-T-J-A-S-O-N at gmail.com. And a big shout-out and thank you to the member who told me that I could annoy everyone by singing my email address that way. All right, we go from Jerry on to 305-248. I see you. We'll get to you next. 305, who is this? Where are you calling from? Hey, guys. DJ from Miami. Hey, DJ. What's up? I got a couple things. My first thing is, what do you guys think that after that, the Seth Rollins thing, it looked like he tweaked his knee, but I wasn't sure. But where do you think he goes from there? I mean, do you think they'll bring back the band together? Maybe, like, by next WrestleMania? Do you, what do you guys think? Because now they're all there. Now they're all good guys. I mean, one of them should be a bad guy. At least somebody. You know, Roman, one of them, you know. I wish it was Seth, but, you know, now he turned face. You know, babyface. So. What do you guys yeah, think? I mean, where he's going to be? Yeah, I, I mean, the guy I want to see turn heel is Dean Ambrose. I, I think the character as a babyface has kind of run its course. Not, you know, as far as peaking, it's not that there's nothing left to do with Dean Ambrose or anything like that. It's just that I think he kind of peaked out as a babyface. And if they decide to go back with the Shield, that's a huge deal. And if they decide to go that way, and they may. Um, but Will kind of touched on it, bringing up Sanity, the pair with Bray Wyatt, something like that. If you don't do that, I don't see an obvious like three-man powerhouse unit. I mean, could they put the, the club together? Sure, but it doesn't look like they're going to. Finn Balor wasn't positioned heelish at all last night. Uh, Samoa Joe could align with those guys, I suppose. But Will, I mean, that's kind of the thing, unless there's – just this, as you put it, kind of an anti-Shield group, I don't really see a need right now, storyline-wise, to put these guys back together, but where do you think they're going? I think it would be a good idea to put the three of them together, uh, partially because I think it could be a great launching point for Heel Dean Ambrose. Uh, you know, for 
to give the fans what they want, give them the Shield reunion. I would find a way to make it one of the main events of SummerSlam. I, I might even say, hey, let's bring up Sanity. Let, let's just call Sanity up altogether. Have them run roughshod over some people. Maybe they wrong Ambrose first, and then they wrong Seth Rollins, and then they wrong Roman Reigns. You know, you find a way to get every get it to the point where two of the three Shield members are getting beaten down, and by God, that's Seth Rollins' music. You know, and Rollins runs out and saves them, and you have that moment at the very end, at the end of that, where they're all looking at each other. Someone puts the fist out, and fans would go insane. Like you could book that. In an amazing way. No. However, I will. I would also say you need a good group to right. do that. You need a good group of people, not just three random wrestlers, to do that with the Shield. Then that's where I believe uh, someone like that's where I think Sandy could do really well. Uh, but I would put the Shield together and then have Dean turn eventually and use that as a launching point. DJ, I know you got another Hi, conversation going on. Do you have more for us? Sorry about that. I got one more thing. My second, my second thing is that now that Samoa's done with with him, where do you think Samoa Joe goes though? Because he looked like he wasn't too rough with Seth, but usually back in the past he was way more rougher. Do you think he'll get more rougher, or do you think he'll get? They won't know where his place is for a while. All right, very good. Thank I think you, they go DJ. back to Rollins and Joe. That was what I was going to say too. Yeah, I don't think this is over. The way that, that the way that finish was executed, it wasn't meant to be a decisive feud ending type finish. It was just a. It wasn't like Seth hit him with his new finisher and, and took Joe out, and Joe was pinned clean and uh, was basically knocked out for the three count. It was. I don't want to. I don't know if fluky is the right word. How would you describe it, Will? Uh, surprising. It, it was a. It was a non-definitive um, finish, I guess. It wasn't, it, it wasn't Seth hitting the pedigree on Triple H at WrestleMania. It was, you know, it, it was something to keep the program going. Joe can come back tonight and beat up Seth, and that program keeps going. Yeah, I, I think we get a gimmick match with them at Extreme Rules. I don't know how many rematches we get at Extreme Rules, but I, I think this will be one. Um, and I, what did you think about Joe losing his first match in that manner? I've kind of made... Not that it's a huge sticking point with me, but the argument that, all right, you have Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, basically on the top of the Raw cards. If Joe's going to enter that mix, boy, being you know, the, the unbeaten guy in singles matches in WWE, that's a nice, nice feather in the cap. And it's not that it takes away any value from his matches with those guys, but I'm kind of surprised they didn't save it for one of them to kind of, uh, or just a more meaningful moment than just, oh, Seth kind of got a surprise win. It didn't feel like it was uh, a major moment for Seth either. Yeah, I think that's really difficult when Joe is maybe the third best monster on Raw. But when you do have uh, Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman there, Joe, Joe kind of falls down the pecking order. He's in that upper mid-card mix along with, Finn Balor, Seth Rollins. Uh, he, he's in that mix of guys that if Roman Reigns went down with an injury would get looked at, but I don't think are going to get long looks right now. And that's disappointing. Um, a, a really disappointing, to be honest. But that's where they see Joe. So I don't think they see it as hurting Joe. I think it's easy for Joe to come back from. But you're right in that if you do have, say, penciled in for 
October or something, Joe versus Lesnar, keeping Joe uh, on a win streak until then wouldn't be a bad idea. He's been in the queue. He's been out of the queue. I'm going to try to go to 248 because he keeps bouncing in and out. I think I know who this is. 248, who is this? Where are you calling from? Mr. Rabbit. Yes, Rabbit, once you hit one, that's all you got to do, buddy. Just stay in there. What's going on today? Oh, um, couple, I wanted to ask um, you, Ham and Eggers, a couple questions. Go for it. Okay. Michael Cole, when he's doing Raw or a pay-per-view, makes it crack, um, hey, you know, um, that, that they, they're taking him to a medical facility. They don't identify what medical facility. But For good reason. Thing. A year ago, um, Monday Night Raw or a pay-per-view, I forgot which one it was in Austin, but um, they were at the Irwin Center, and um, they and they were taking somebody to the hospital. I got on the phone two minutes later and called over to Breckenridge, which is right across the street. That's the creepiest arena. thing a person could and, do. And I called over there and checked the emergency. Of course, there was no, they weren't there. The guy wasn't brought there. And then they made the crack about, oh, we took him to a medical facility. Well, there's only one medical facility within a, um, a, a less than a quarter across the street um, from a white, 50 feet or something. So uh, I said, uh, you know, and I, and I said, there was an emergency just come in right now. No. And, rabbit, funny, rabbit, if I may yeah. um, stop you for a second. <laughs> Okay. This seems like a really bad idea generally. Like calling and wasting a hospital time about a pro wrestling storyline to me is uh, possibly one of the, like it, it seems like a really not great thing to do. So not to be mean to you, but um, yes, they do pretend to take people to hospitals in pro wrestling. Um, do you have other points? Well, and let me yeah, jump in, yeah. Rabbit. That's why they say medical facility. They don't yes. want people calling the hospital. Okay, I, I I get it more of a joke because when they made the crack, it was a, it was a medical facility. I just said, well, hell, since Breckenridge is across, it's right across the street. Why don't I just call Breckenridge and just check on it, just just for the hell of it, just because I knew that I knew that they weren't gonna, it wasn't real, but I wanted to uh, just to see what they say at the hospital. Yeah, they don't want you doing that, Rabbit. That that that's why, honestly. They, I mean, granted, it's chances are you're bothering somebody at a reception desk. But you never know who's trying to get in to find out about a family member that's also at that hospital with an actual real condition. So yeah, that that's why. That's why yeah. they well, abandoned I didn't the think use about of hospital. that. I was just I was just trying to do it as a, as a joke. But you know, but I, you're right. You, you, somebody could have been calling that was important. Now the other thing. Now, I thought an update to... on Roman Reigns' fake condition isn't important. But anyway, rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but then look at it, look at Roman Reigns last night. I mean, that guy beat the crap out of him. I mean, uh, there was no, no doubt that, that, that he was hurt. You know, of course, they, he wasn't, but, uh, you know, the whole point of it wasn't Je- Jeff Hardy losing a tooth, getting a tooth knocked out. I'm going to call it. If people say wrestling is predetermined and it's fake, well, you know, they get hurt. They actually get hurt. Their people get hurt in these matches. And even if a wrestler did get hurt, I would say going to the hospital a wrestler would be at would be a really inconvenient thing for the hospital staff and for the wrestler themselves. Because I know if I were a pro wrestler and 
so a fan approached me, even as nice and earnest as they might be, I would probably say, um, my neck might be broken. Please leave. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that's, uh, yeah. that, that's probably. Did you call any dentist to check on Jeff Rabbit? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I wanted to ask you about what, about the Bailey thing last night. Go for it. Okay. Because um, one of the things about the match was, you know, I mean, no one ever put together the fact that with WWE, if they're in their hometown, they're going to lose. They, JR's in his hometown. Unless you're Naomi. City, he loses. There's something happens to him. The, the no, Rabbit, I disagree. Everyone puts that together. Huh? Yeah, that, I disagree. That's talked, Everyone that puts that together now. not about Bailey. Yeah. I mean, Naomi's a rare exception. But I, I don't – Vince thinks there's heat in it. I don't necessarily – I mean, is there, are there times where, yeah, it would make sense to do it? Sure. I don't know that this was even one of them. I mean, I'm happy Alexa won the title, but I know the theory Jim Ross had in his, uh, in his blog about one match was – I guess it was Jericho and Owens was saving you know, the, the write-off of Jericho for TV because it's a bigger audience. Well, that can also come into play. Um, for Alexis title win. You know, if it if that's the mentality for that match, I don't know why it wouldn't be the mentality for the women's match too. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. I mean, you have to give the pay-per-view audience something. But, yeah, I, I don't, I've never quite understood Vince McMahon's approach when it comes to having so many, so many wrestlers from, lose in their hometown, basically. Yeah, it happens all the time. I'm glad you have an Eggers here in such a good mood. Well, anything else for today, bud? Uh, yeah, uh, you're going to have regular Q&A next week? Absolutely. You know it. Yeah, Q&A is uh, the only it, – it's another audio staple at .NET. It is uh, the Mondays. We're not doing Pro Wrestling.net Live. And so, yes, uh, that will be available exclusively for members probably around this time next week. Uh, again, 773-897-6321 is the number to call. I am Jason Powell. I am joined by Will Pruitt, and we are on Pro Wrestling.net Live. And up next is 580. Who are you? Where are you calling from? Chris from Mountain City, Oklahoma. Hey, Chris, good to talk to you. What's up today? Um, I'm just wanted to tell you all that I enjoy y'all's content and been listening to it and actually stayed up late last night listening to the review because I was growing interested in what y'all thought about it. But oh, cool. um, on that note, um, y'all didn't know during the audio review, but after the uh, show was over, during the after show, the Raw Talk, they had Roman Reigns going to the uh, ambulance and... Um, Braun Strowman went and attacked him there and it kind of teased the ambulance match between the two a little bit. 
And that was after the uh, show went off. This main show went off the air during Raw Talk. Right. So I thought that was kind of neat. But the one thing I was wondering, if they have uh, if they have Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns in a match, and then Roman Reigns goes over, but then Braun goes after Brock Lesnar, would it be would it bury him to minutes to lose that match? If he, well, if, I guess I suspect that if they go with an ambulance match, and I thought it would take place on this show, given the big ambulance angle they did on Raw, but the next next show was Extreme Rules for Raw. And so, uh, you know, that seems like a logical thing, given that the ambulance keeps coming into play. Um, I guess I just assume because it's an ambulance and you can protect people with that finish, I, I think Braun goes over again somehow, some way. Yeah. I agree with that, and I think that's how you lead uh, into another Roman Reigns feud. Possibly you have someone jump Roman Reigns and help Braun win. You propel Braun up to that uh, Brock Lesnar match in July at WWE Great Balls of Fire. That's just fun <laughs> to say. I'm I'm coming around on this pay-per-view game. Um, uh, but you, you propel Braun there, and then you have, say – Whoever debuted, you know, whoever debuted at that show, or whoever beat up Roman at that show, to keep him from winning the ambulance match against Roman there, and uh, I might say that's the place to debut Sanity if you're going to do Sanity against the Shield. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Anything else for us, Chris? Well, the one thing I was thinking of, thinking about, and this is just my curious opinion. But I know that Jericho is going to leave. And they had probably pulled a swerve. And then with Kevin Owens leaving Raw, do you think that they need to maybe have one other person on Raw? Because it seems like the heavyweight division is being when it comes to that because Lesnar's gone and he only does certain events. It seems like it's going to be this three ring, you know, Braun and Roman and that's it. And I don't know. Just something seems off with how weak the division is. I was wondering your thoughts. Okay, I heard everything but the division. Which division is weak in your mind? The heavyweight. The heavyweight division. On the SmackDown side or on the Raw side? On on the Raw. On the Raw. I would actually. I'm I'm more. Yeah, I I think it's it's okay. I mean, you have Brock and you have Roman. The the reason I say the reason I say that is because you know he's only going to defend it like two or three times per year. That's what I'm getting at. I see what you're saying. Um, okay, first off, I think you're going to see Brock defend it more frequently. I think it's – I don't know why they're waiting until July, apparently, um, but I, it sounds like – you know, maybe they're just the idea is, okay, we had him for Mania, we'll hold out until July, and then we're going to have more access to him. Because I would think Brock Lesnar is going to defend the championship at SummerSlam. And mm-hmm. I assume that you know, you're going to see him at the major shows. Now, it, could it be just two, three more times? Maybe. But I, I think still you have Finn Balor now entering, you know, kind of throwing his name in the hat. We saw that on Miz TV last night that, that Finn mm-hmm. is talking about the Universal Championship. You have Seth, you have Ambrose, former, you know, former champions. You have Joe. Uh, so I think will I think the heavyweight is it, it, the heavyweight division is in a good place. I think it's fair to to question just how many times Brock is going to actually be in title matches. But I, I don't really tie that in with the the heavyweight division being thin. Yeah, I, I tie it in with more um, 
there are only so many guys who are going to look credible against Brock Lesnar, and that's something that WWE has engineered themselves by having Brock win so often and so decisively and having all of the other wrestlers essentially under contract to them win some, lose some, sometimes they're great, sometimes they're not so great, and not building anyone up with real superstar status, uh, aside from like a Braun Strowman who has been built up to a really high level. And that to me is a, it's a flaw in the way WWE books. It's booking for the short term and not for the long term. But I don't think the division itself is thin. I, I actually think uh, the raw roster and um, the heavyweight side of it looks really good right now. Chris, okay. anything else? Uh, no, that's it. Thank you guys. All right. Thank you very much for calling. And uh, thanks for staying up late last night to, uh, I hear what Jake and I had to say about the show. I definitely appreciate that. Uh, last caller of the day, because Will and I are going to take uh, some email. We actually are start answering some email questions, and I definitely want to uh, get a little bit in with uh, Will about the uh, blog piece that he wrote. 484, who is this? Where are you calling from? Uh, I'm Justin, and I'm from Virginia. Hi, Justin. What's going on today? Doing pretty good. How are you? Doing great. What's on your mind? Uh... What do you think about uh, Braun Strowman? What do you think about Braun Strowman going on his uh, on his on his destructive rampages? I think it's actually good for 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 the brand of Raw to have a to have a dominant force like Braun Strowman, whether whether it be whether it be uh, Braun Strowman tearing down Roman Reigns. I'm 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 happy to see that all the time. As me personally. Me personally, I can't stand Roman Reigns. All right, very good. And uh, will I, and oh, go ahead. And there's another thing with with Brock Lesnar. If, if his if his next match is at July, a Great Balls of Fury or whatever it's called, it's uh, that's 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 a, little, that's a little more than 30 days because it's each because it's 30 days. Every 30 days, you have to defend your title at least one time. Yeah, how's they, 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 they make that up as they go. <laughs> Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, number yeah, the, the whole 30-day title defense thing. That's I, like I the wish. wellness policy. It doesn't matter for Brock Lesnar. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, there's that. Um, I mean, didn't this happen previously with the Brock Lesnar title run? Yeah, the, when he won the title at SummerSlam 2014, uh, he, at, at some point between then and WrestleMania 31, did not go 30 days uh, did not defend the title within 30 days. No one, like, it wasn't a big thing on TV. Much, again, like, the wellness policy, it does not count for Brock Lesnar. Yeah. I had to repeat it, that joke. It, it's worth it. it. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Definitely worth repeating. Uh, it's, I, and, and I know I'm going to be hearing, this isn't the last time we'll hear about it. There's people that are going to be upset by it. I, as I pointed it out in the past. It is partially WWE's fault for 30 days in Naomi for no reason. Well, that's true. They did that, and then the other, yeah. you know, sometimes they they have rematch clauses. Apparently, sometimes they don't. See Kevin Owens, and apparently see Bray Wyatt because he had a match with Randy Orton that was not for the WWE Championship. So yeah, they just kind of make that up as they go along. With Braun, yeah, I mean he's the, the, the carnage is great for Raw. I mean you're kind of tuning in right now, wondering what this guy is going to do next. And sometimes it's great, like the the whole ambulance uh, skit was. Sometimes it's kind of uninspired, as the dumpster segment was last week. It just, uh, I think, as I've said, I think they were victims of live TV. I don't think they intended for that just to land on its side and not move off the three-foot drop off the stage. 
But, yeah, he's great. And I, it's a guy I'm happy to say completely wrong on. I would not have guessed. You can go back and listen to some of my past audio. And uh, that's a guy that I just didn't think they were going to be able to get much out of when he was with the Wyatt family. Look-wise, I just didn't think he had it. But he got a cosmetic makeover. He's continued to improve. And creatively, they've done a great job with him. So I, I don't know if you have anything to add to that, Will, but I just think uh, Braun is an unexpected gem, at least from my viewpoint. He, to me, is the creative highlight of the Raw creative team from the brand extension to now. When they separated Raw and SmackDown and put Ron Strowman on that roster and started just having him squash guys, I thought, oh, that's cool. In two months, he gets fed to Roman. We're done. Like, uh, I thought that was all it could be. And Braun has consistently performed above and beyond uh, expectations for him and continues to. And I, I absolutely think the carnage is a reason to watch Raw. I'm a little worried that they'll get too cartoony with it. The uh, ambulance flipping was right at a line. Like I talked earlier about the uncanny valley of wrestling silliness. Um, Ambulance flipping puts you right on the edge of dropping into that valley when the ambulance flipping has to be taken seriously. But um, I, I, if he just makes that his gimmick though, if he starts flipping a bunch of really heavy things over, uh, I'd be cool with it. Like an effective Mark Henry. It, it, yeah, I wish they would have stopped with the stretcher myself, but I can't say that I wasn't laughing hysterically when he tipped over the ambulance. So it worked on some level. It did become a little cartoonish at that point. I, I want to go kind of rapid fire through some of the email and uh, questions from the members' forum that were submitted for the show. Uh, a couple of them play into Roman Reigns, so we'll, we'll kind of tie that together. Uh, number one, Jay Moss from Cincinnati, Ohio. Jeremy Moses wants to know, Will... What on earth is WWE thinking with the uh, Great Balls of Fire name? And and shouldn't there be a copyright against that, kind of preventing them from doing it? I would think there's some sort of copyright, but maybe WWE snuck in there, got it trademarked uh, in time, or maybe just putting WWE in front of something makes it not copyrighted. Um, So we could get Guns N' Roses, or we could get Welcome to the Jungle? WWE Welcome to the Jungle? I think so. Um, we'll know when we get, like, WWE, Hamilton, an American musical. Uh, that Perfect. to me when um, everything gets great. Uh, how is New Day not the host for WWE Great Balls of Fire? I, uh, Raw needs to bring New Day back for one night just so I can get Big E on WWE Great Balls of Fire. Can you imagine these poor wrestlers having to repeat that? <laughs> I mean, they have to work in the pay-per-view name into their title, into their promos all the time. We heard him work well, in the ultimate thrill ride. Yeah. Remember Roadblock, colon, end of the line? How often have uh, I had to say, at Roadblock, end of the line? I, I can't wait to hear a very, like, serious Roman Reigns talking to his opponent, and at WWE, great balls of fire, it's going to be your balls on fire, or something <laughs> to that effect, I assume. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I, they, they need I, to bring obviously. in Kane, too. <laughs> He is technically a SmackDown wrestler, damn it. They would never do such a thing, would they? I I would book uh Kane I would book Kane for the fire and New Day for the ball jokes on that show for some reason. Like uh, Shane McMahon just said like, "You know what, guys? This is the land of opportunity. I give you the opportunity to make fire and ball jokes on Sunday." Uh Joe Gunther's got a few he wants to know if Bray can change the lights in a house, on a house from blue to red. Does that mean he can change traffic signals? No. It means he can control the sun, no. plain and simple. 
Uh, two, <laughs> could the plan be for Jinder Mahal to win and lose a WWE championship, so he's saying kind of quickly, so that Vince can have a recent former champion advertised for the overseas tour? I don't I, – I mean, I will. I think they no. want to make Jinder a star for because of the Indian market and because hopefully they see something in him. Hopefully it's not just about the Indian market, but I think they're focused on business well beyond a tour. Yeah, I, I think they uh, – uh, one, being a former champion, half the upper part of the roster are former world champions. It's not the rarefied air it once was. Um, it almost That's became true. that again before the brand extension. They, they, uh, and then Sheamus won the title. Um, but it's not the, like it, – it's not the be-all and end-all for that. And – I agree. I think they're trying to make a star for the Indian market, and they found an Indian wrestler that they see something in. Like, I, I think both are probably true. I, I don't know that Jinder gets the push if they're not going into the Indian market, but I don't know that he doesn't either. Uh, I, I want to see him, for me, with Jinder Mahal, I want to see him settle down a little bit. He, uh, his performances have all been almost manic energy-wise. There's a lot of yelling. There's a franticness to it, and I want to see Jinder settle into his character a little bit and really figure out who he is. Yeah, I, I just I keep waiting for that moment where I'm like, ah, now I see what they see. You know, beyond just the, the, the whole India connection. I, I'm- Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm waiting. You know, it's, it's not that his promos have been poor. They just haven't really moved me one way or another. I did like the finish last night, I guess. Uh, it, it's a House of Horrors match, and there's no rules, so why the hell not, basically? Uh, and then uh, also is Lana's new gimmick, Kelly Kelly's old one, where Kelly debuted <laughs> on ECW on Sci-Fi as an exhibitionist. I would say uh, Enzo was the exhibitionist. She took offense, yeah. so unless she saw the light, Will, I, no, I, I think this is a dancing gimmick. <laughs> she's a she's a real-life, you know, she has a dancing background in real life, and so I think they're playing on that somehow, some way. Yeah, I think Lana's new gimmick is dancer without rhythm. Wow, that's about so you're it. Not impre- yeah, you're not but... impressed by Lana's dancing ability. I, I mean, I, I'll give her some. I'll give her this. She has said on Twitter that those, uh, those vignettes when filmed were filmed without music. But I look at WWE and go, "This is your fault, then. That you are putting Lana in these vignettes where she's not really hitting marks with music." and they're just weirdly edited together dance moves at various angles. Uh, I I think they're really poor vignettes for a dancing gimmick, unless uh, she's not supposed to be a good dancer. 
I just keep reaching for my wallet and throwing dollar bills at the TV screen. I, I don't know what they're so, – so they really did this without any music. She just told her, go dance by a chair. Yeah, go, go dance on the stage with a chair. Never mind the fact that we hang a massive sound system that probably on its own costs over a million dollars in every arena we go to. We're not going to play music for you to film this. Why didn't they just play Great Balls of Fire? It, because that's the official theme for WWE, Great Balls of Fire, and that's a raw pay-per-view. Um, but it's nice the Papa Roach cover of Great Balls of Fire, so that's going to be annoying for a month. Oh, can't wait. Uh, and then uh, Joe also <laughs> wants to know what injury Rusev is recovering from. I think it was a shoulder surgery, wasn't it? I'm not sure. I, I actually uh, I would defer to you on that. Uh, I'm not sure what it was, but they're – I liked what they did with him on SmackDown. Uh, the demand, uh, I thought, was a really strong way to use Rusev when you can't use Rusev. They, it, you know, I, I told Jake this. It seemed like he's a guy, you know, it, it was a different setting, but like TMZ grabs some guy at the airport who just took a red eye, and he really doesn't want to be dealing with the cameras, but he wants to be polite about it at the same time. But I will take that over comedy Rusev. I, I think Rusev is a money heel, and uh, it looks like this was a more serious Rusev, so we'll see where it goes. Now it's Roman Reigns time. We'll kind of tie these in. Uh, back to Jermaine from Chicago, a new Dyna member. He says, uh, do you enjoy Roman Reigns' Hulk Hogan-ish style of wrestling? Can you point out what is the reason he is atop, at the top of the card other than Vince McMahon? And also, does Roman make Raw better or worse when he isn't on the show? I don't think he moves the needle. So, Will, I, given what you wrote today, I'm going to let you uh, take, take those questions. You can answer them however you want to. This is a perfect example of what I wrote about today with uh, the yeah. hate going too far on Roman Reigns. I, uh, Roman Reigns is a very good professional wrestler. Um, he's a great professional wrestler. You, uh, if you want to look up and down the matches he's had since he debuted in WWE, you will find a lot more great, compelling, remarkable matches throughout the Shield run, throughout, uh, and you can't say he didn't work during that Shield run, um, uh, throughout the Shield run, throughout even his singles run, you're going to find more great matches than you find stinkers. Like, the bad segments, oh, they abound. He roofied Stephanie McMahon once. But bad wrestling? No, that's actually not really what Roman Reigns does. And having compelling matches tends to be with uh, heavy fan investment, tends to be more what Roman Reigns does, and I think that's why he is at the top of the rock card and why he is that top star WWE wants. Um, they're in an interesting position with him, but uh, I think the hate on Roman actually goes all the way back to Daniel Bryan and WrestleMania 31 and the main event people wanted and the main event WWE went with, and it actually goes back even further than that to WrestleMania 30 when WWE said, okay, this is the main event you want, here it is. I would not have them take that decision back, but I think giving people Daniel Bryan in the WrestleMania 30 main event has inadvertently directly led to this reaction to Roman Reigns. What can WWE do about it? I mean, you, you, we can, you can say it's not, he, he deserves better. You know, he, he doesn't deserve all the backlash that he's getting. But the fact is, it's there, and it, it's it's not like it's getting better. Yeah, he had some defenders last night, um, but he always has. It seems like, if anything, it's kind of getting worse. 
So as much as you say it's unfair, does that mean you just stay the course if you're WWE, or do you feel like, all right, it's it's not fair, but eh, maybe we should turn him? I mean, I know you kind of said earlier you think some of the fans would flip. So, I mean, are you just an all-out advocate for stay the course now, as everything is fine with Roman Reigns? I don't think everything is fine. I think WWE has done a woefully poor job. I'm going back to what we talked about earlier on the show, of making Roman Reigns likable. They, he's a good wrestler, don't get me wrong. But Roman Reigns, when he's in the ring, I don't like him. Like, I like his wrestling. I don't like him as a human. I, I don't anything him as a human. And that's a problem. WWE is built on emotional reactions that people are going to have. And if you want people to like Roman Reigns, you need to make people like him. I remember around WrestleMania 31, they filmed this awesome WWE 24 with Roman and his daughter, and like ex- walking around Levi Stadium and that stuff. But they aired, instead of airing it before WrestleMania, um, I thought it was a documentary that honestly should have been a part of the Raw before WrestleMania. Uh, you air it in two or three parts on that show, you know, a little edited, do whatever. But you build him up as the dreamer, the guy that believes he can. He comes from this family, and he just wants to live up to those expectations, and he's going to work hard and all that. There's a way to present Roman Reigns as a good, humble person, but WWE needs to kind of get out of their standard presentation to do that. And I think documentary features, backstage you know, sit-down interviews, stuff like that, would really do Roman a lot of good and make, you know, the man playing Roman Reigns get in touch with who that character is as a good guy and portray him that way in all circumstances. And that, I think, is what is missing from Roman Reigns and one of the reasons that fans reject him so handedly. So I would stay the course, but I would also change my approach to staying the course and not just continuously say, look, he's Roman Reigns. He can survive drops off loading docks. It, well, it almost seems like now they are feeding into this new narrative they have for it, which is kind of back to the John Cena approach. If any reaction is a good reaction, and Triple H coming out and saying, well, if he's getting booed by a certain percentage of the people, isn't he a heel already? They're, I mean, they're almost going overboard now, which is making him look like the greatest greatest thing in the world uh, he's the most valiant and every all the descriptions michael cole had for him and i i do wonder too if the behind you know what he says in mainstream interviews has kind of bitten him on the ass a couple of times one of them was i just want to you know, do what i'm told and make a million dollars and then i know he had one recently i listened to his interview with chris jericho on chris jericho's podcast and, and i thought he came off like a nice guy but he doesn't come off like a guy who is just he, he, there's 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 like not that connection with the audience who is most against him right now. He doesn't sound like a guy who is doing more than just doing what he's told, working really hard and hoping to make a lot of money. Is there is there a turnoff with a disconnect with a certain part of the fan base, uh, the, the most diehard part of the fan base, because he's not a guy who has answers for things, and you feel like there's a plan, and it just really does feel like he just kind of goes along with things. I do see that as a turnoff for certain parts of the fan base, and probably the part of the fan base that frequents websites like ours and is listening to the show right now. 
But I also think that's a part of the fan base you can win over through well-scripted, well-produced backstage stuff. You know, there are people who will go, I didn't really like Roman, but they rolled these things, you know, they, they showed this other side of him and uh, actually made him seem like a compelling character. I don't think everyone who's listening to this just absolutely hates Roman Reigns and hopes he dies the next time an ambulance flips over on him. Uh, I think there are those people out there, but I also think enough people actually, they want to be fair. And Lord knows, um, if you love pro wrestling and you're watching wrestling to hate pro, you know, to get upset about it, you, you might not love pro wrestling. Like, you, you might not be someone who wants to watch it. And I, uh, I think that's an issue sometimes, too. Like, hate watching wrestling isn't going to do anyone any good. But I, I think the Roman Reigns thing is a really interesting problem for WWE to have. But it's also one with the way they push baby faces. They were going to end up with someone getting this sort of reaction. It was John Cena before Roman Reigns. Now it's Roman Reigns. I don't want to say it's inevitable because I think there are ways to push good, likable baby faces. But when you presented Roman as the alternative baby face to the ultimate good, likable baby face, I think the prototype for how WWE should uh, want their baby faces to seem in Daniel Bryan, uh, you, you really have this weird dichotomy that you created for yourself. And now is this self-fulfilling prophecy. It's, it's kind of this perpetual motion thing. WWE can push back against the hate all they want when their method of pushing back is, but look, he, he wouldn't get on that stretcher. He's so valiant. And it's not this guy, you know, it's not, you know, meet Roman, meet the human that is Roman Reigns, meet the guy doing the fatherhood commercials, meet the guy, uh, I just add the kids in because I think it does help to babyface him a little bit. Um, you know, meet this guy who has worked really hard to be where he is and delivers consistently entertaining performances. I think they missed the boat there. In a sense, I think they worked too hard to get Roman Reigns over instead of just letting him be him. Well, and the funny thing is, the way they approached this last night – I thought it was perfect if you want to stay the course. If you don't want to – all the fans booing him last night, if you want them to you know, go ahead, keep booing him, well, go crazy with weighing it on so thick about how valiant he is and he won't get on a stretcher. That's going to turn those fans off, but it does. It strikes a chord with Rain's fans. He, he, he's sympathetic. He is valiant to them. I don't know that that's what they have in mind. I think this is all still – Vince McMahon desperately hoping that he can get this guy to click with the masses. You know, at least, you know, he may accept the fact that there's always going to be some detractors in this day and age, but I think if Vince, they can say what they want about how he gets a reaction and all this and he sells merch, you know they desperately wish that this was Hulk Hogan level of enthusiasm from the 80s. You know, they, they want that. Yeah. But last night, whatever, you know, however, however the fans reacted, they were reacting. It really did work last night, I thought, in a major way. I, I don't know that I, when I see it work like that, it's like, yeah, this is great. And it can work like that with Brock, and there's some others. But we, we have seen some stretches where it, it almost like it takes the right opponent, Will. Like if he's in there with somebody who's just, uh, you know, it, it, him and Randy Orton, for instance, never really felt like, oh. I think it was Randy. Yeah, it just didn't really click 
Um, the, the crowd really didn't feel inspired. That stretch of matches with Rusev, who I like a lot, crowd didn't really feel inspired. We're not getting that anymore from Roman. At least we are getting some sort of a passionate response. Yeah, and in a lot of those, uh, you mentioned two of those feuds. The feud with Rusev, what, Roman pushed Lana into a cake, like randomly interrupted them. Like it was, it was hard to take the Roman Reigns side of things, and I think they did some negative character building there. In the feud with Randy, um, I believe the, or like 2014 is when they did that, Go, coming out of, uh, going into SummerSlam 2014. I think uh, the Orton versus Reigns singles match was there, and it, sometime in the lead-up to that, Roman Reigns roofied Stephanie McMahon's coffee for some reason. Like, uh, they, they pick these moments to have characters lack a moral compass and lack a conscience and, you know, have their baby face do something so undeniably stupid and bad that it's hard to, it, it makes them difficult to cheer. And those are moments where Roman doesn't seem particularly compelling. I, you know, you get Roman against compelling opponents and I think he does really good work. And again, in the ring, it's hard for me to think of a Roman Reigns performance that wasn't pretty good. Uh, you can complain. I know one of the complaints against him is Superman punch, drive-by kick, spear, and that's about what he's got. But um, the dude has good dramatic matches. He, he, you know, look at the match with Lesnar uh, as an example. Look at a lot of the matches he had against AJ Styles. Look at, um, look at matches he's had against Big Show of all people. And he's good. Like, is he amazing? No, but he, he more than holds his own. Yeah, I, I mean, I- Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I wish he would add some moves to the, to the repertoire, but he, you're absolutely right about the dramatic matches, and, and people can't take that away. You can... Say you wish he had the bigger move set, but you can't take away the fact that most of these matches do click on, on a certain level. Uh, final topic today, because I said we would, we would discuss it. Nobody brought it up, shockingly. Will, Billy Corgan has purchased the NWA name, the National Wrestling Alliance, and yes, it is 2017. That's, I mean, good for him. I know uh, Billy Corgan and Dave Lagana are working on some projects that are have to do or are adjacent to pro re- have to do with or are adjacent to pro wrestling, and I, I I would think this is probably a medium for them to get those projects uh, off the ground. I don't know what there is in the NWA name or why you would uh, purchase it, but uh, I'm guessing it was cheaper than uh, Impact Wrestling, and um, I'm guessing within. 
a couple months, it'll be more prestigious than Impact Wrestling, too, because Impact is a garbage company filled with garbage people. I, I, this will all be worth it if it leads to Billy Corgan Gold. <laughs> NWA Gold. Ten pounds of gold. <laughs> it, I mean, here's the thing. We don't, it, it's easy to crack jokes over because the name has been so tarnished. And, it, I mean, it, up until today, I mean, I get NWA results into my email box, and I just like, okay. And it's like you don't even think twice about them, really. It, it's sad, but it just hasn't meant anything in a long time to most people. Um, I, I, we don't know what he paid for it. You know, we, it, okay, he acquired this. Maybe he must think there's some value in this name somehow. I would hope, you know, he's – He's a bright guy. You know, he, I, I think he's going to know that – I think he knows what he's buying. I don't think he's going, oh, God, when I was a kid, the NWA was great. Everybody remembers the AWA. I don't know about you. I just have more faith in Billy Corgan when it comes to that. I don't think he's going to be somebody that I'm going to pay a million dollars because everybody knows the NWA. He's a student of the game. Yeah, he, he, he has his head in pro wrestling, and he knows – I think genuinely knows what he's doing in the wrestling industry and is pretty good about making good moves. And I would say this is a move where I'm curious to see what he does. Like I said, I, I think he can add some relevance and add some uh, appeal to the NWA name that has been tarnished. And I want to see if he can do it. I, I'm kind of, I guess, cautiously optimistic in saying, hey, he, he could actually do some cool stuff with this because it could be a medium for him to, do in pro wrestling what he has talked about and talks about wanting to do with TNA. And the really, uh, is there anywhere to go but up with the NWA name at this point? Yeah, no, uh, it's, it, it means basically nothing. So aside from National Wrestling Alliance, but I, I do think there is a lot of upward mobility to it. I think the idea, I, I mean, I would assume the idea is, you do some sort of NWA show, but ultimately a traveling champ, you know, a traveling champion going to different promotions and defending the NWA championship would be one of the key business strategies there. And I, I I do think there is room for that to work in 2017. I I think there is a cool thing you could do if you did add some prestige to it. So I would love to see them give that a shot. Do you know who the uh, current reigning and defending NWA champion is? I don't know that I've known who the NWA champion was since Rob Conway was the NWA champion, so I'm going to go with Rob Conway. It is not. Um, It it was the guy who is currently playing Crimson's tag partner in Impact Wrestling. However, he uh, he dropped the championship. I can't even... I'm, I'm trying to find it. I, I saw it earlier today. I did not know. I'm not going to lie to you, folks. Uh, I did see the name earlier today, and, and oddly enough, it's the man's birthday. Now I feel obligated to find this damn thing. Uh, he is 52 years old, I believe. NWA champion. Let's enter that and see what uh, what pops up. The list of champions. Oh, there he is. Tim Storm. Your thoughts on Tim Storm? Is he related to James Storm? Uh, he could be his dad. I mean, he's like I say, he's like 52 years old today. Yeah, uh, a Papa Storm uh, seems like a adequate professional wrestler. Those are my well, thoughts on him. 
Oh, something changed. If it's on Wikipedia, it must be true. It's all lied. It's not his birthday today. It did say it earlier because I was uh, talking about somebody and we were on the same page kind of uh, pointing that out. It's actually February 18th. But he is 52. Uh, Tim Storm won the championship in Wichita Falls, Texas, back in October. He beat Jax Dane. And Jax Dane is uh, now Wilcox in the Wilcox and Mayweather tag team in Impact Wrestling. So there it is, everyone. You're brought up to speed on the NWA uh, championship situation. And um, I'm going to go out on a limb. So excited. Nothing against Tim Storm, Will. I I, I don't know the man. But I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that Billy Corgan didn't have him in mind when he made this purchase. Yeah, I I don't know that Tim Storm is long for the uh, NWA championship. And I wouldn't blame them for trying to move it on to some sort of indie wrestler, you know, an indie wrestler who has some buzz, who is getting booked around the bend, who doesn't look in danger of being signed by WWE at any time, um, you know, at any point in the next year and trying to have someone actually establish the title as something more meaningful than a belt Tim Storm would hold. Well, Will, thank you very much for joining me today. I know we went long, but uh, we had some fun. You you dropped that uh, Roman Reigns piece on me before the show, and so I couldn't let that go by. And uh, we had a great batch of callers today, too. Uh, we had a long list of callers. Yeah. So not everyone works on a Monday, or maybe some people, some, somebody get, some people get home early. I, I don't know, but uh, we kind of lucked out today. Yeah, I, I don't work on a lot of Mondays, so I, I don't blame people for not. Maybe everyone calling in also works in the entertainment industry in, uh, on some level and does not work on Mondays. That, that could be. I'm not, I don't know what Rabbit does for work, but... Um, He's entertaining, nonetheless, no matter what it is. He may not be in the entertainment industry, but he should have his own reality show. So should I call a local hospital tonight when uh, someone is taken to a local medical facility on Raw? I, I think, yeah, I don't see why not, yeah. I mean, rather yeah, does. Yeah, it seems, seems, seems like the right thing to do. Want to check on them pro wrestlers. Oh, Rabbit, do not call your local medical facility and ask <laughs> storyline questions. Uh, he is always entertaining. God love Rabbit. All right, everybody, thank you so much for listening today. We will be back. Let's see. I think it's, uh, is it May 22nd is the next, uh, the day after the WWE pay-per-view? Yeah, the day after Gender Mania, WWE Backlash. Uh, we'll be back on Monday, May 22nd with another live show right here at PWAudio.net. Can't wait to hear what people have to say about Gender Mahal challenging for the uh, championship, along with uh, Brizongo getting their long-awaited crack at the SmackDown tag titles. Gender Mania, May 21st. We're back May 22nd. And, uh, Will, if all goes well and you're able to join me that day, we might even be able to celebrate, I don't know if you know this, the birthday of Wade Keller of PWTorch.com is May 22nd. I'm going to send him so many Shane McMahon gifts on May 22nd. I think we should send him some gifts as we're doing the show. Send some Twitter (laughs) gifts like that. So, yeah, yeah that'll be the show May 22nd is us harassing Wade Keller of PWTorch.com. But uh, thanks again to Will. Thank you to everybody who took the time to call in. Send in questions via the forum or email, and uh, we'll talk to you again real soon. Take care.
amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.